Hi, this is Bimi Shavery and I'm here with your daily dose of energy. And today we are speaking about emotional intelligence. I am releasing this series for you guys so that it will help you to invest more into yourselves, but most importantly to the interpersonal relationships that you have allowed yourself to start building. There is a lot of work that we are doing interpersonally that is allowing us to evolve beyond where we are externally in life. Now, that doesn't mean that things aren't happening externally. This particular series of episodes are about flourishing in the relationships and in the world that you are building within your life. OK, we can't change the world, can't change the humans. We can't make people do what we know we sh that they should do. But what we can do is create a better environment for us to thrive in within our lives. Right. And it starts within ourselves, but then it also flows out into our homes and it also flows out into the world. Now, it's so significant that I'm recording this in the midst of cancer season because cancer season is all about the nurturing, the protecting, the safety, the sanity, the um, establishing of the home. Not just the home in the physical, but most importantly, the home internally. And because cancer season, Cancerians are all about being the mother of the Zodiac, right? We're all about that. So it is very significant, especially fresh off the new moon in cancer. It gives you a bit of understanding of what it is you desire, what you need, what you want, how you can really fulfill yourself and build a fulfilling relationship with your partners that allows you to thrive and find peace and joy and happiness in the midst of the chaos that's happening in the world. Okay. So to all my Cancerian babies, happy, happy birthday. No matter again, when you listen to this, this is for everybody, no matter what day of the year, what season we are in, when you're guided to listen to it, no matter how many times you need to re-listen to it, there's a message here for you. So it doesn't matter. Um, it's not really time specific. It is just when I am feeling led to record it. Okay. I feel as though the previous episodes have really helped you guys in a major way because I have been reading a lot of your feedback and how appreciative you guys are in understanding the dynamics that you've played in your relationship, but also where you could do more work on yourselves, but also to acknowledge the path that you're currently on. It is so liberating to know that I'm being led in this way to help you guys and you're really being able to grasp it regardless to the different circumstances we all are in because we all have different lives we all have different paths we're all in different spaces in our lives in general but universal information is necessary for any of us to thrive right so i'm happy for that and i'm grateful for that and i'm super excited about being able to help you guys in that way i am all about flourishing relationships, right? Helping people to understand themselves because before you can build a relationship with anyone or anything, you got to know yourself. You have to be able to thrive in the relationship you have within and you have to be in a space that's sacred within yourself before you can be willing to just share it with anyone else. Otherwise, you're just trauma bonding. Right. You're, you're just connecting with someone because of the pain that they experience and y'all connect there and there's an attachment there and that's not healthy. OK, so 
currently you guys may be in a space where you're trying to understand your partnerships. You're trying to understand what it means to be in one. You're trying to figure out if that's what you even want to do, because it is a difficult space to be in with sharing yourself, especially if you're someone who isn't really a relationship person or you haven't really been in a lot of relationships. You tend to want to not be committed to anything completely because you are mistrusting of it and you really don't feel that anyone could really pour into you the way you can pour into them so you just don't understand the point but it's not about that it's about understanding the significance of a partnership and why you are choosing to be in one and also what you are building when you are in one Right. And making sure that it has a foundation that is really, really, really built on something sacred and not superficial things, because nothing built superficially will last. Not meant to. It's that's not the part of it. Right. And so a lot of people find themselves in a multitude of different relationships and situations and wonder why the karma of those relationships continues to linger. It's because. First of all, your intentions for going in the relationship wasn't pure, wasn't good. You had low self-esteem. You didn't feel worthy. You didn't even know what you really desired or wanted. And second of all, you did not have the capacity to even be in a relationship at the time or you were not ready and willing to share your capacity with anyone at the time. You just did it. So that can cause a lot of issues to show up. It can it can cause a lot of pain and trauma to tr to stem from that type of treatment. So we want to be very careful and honest about what we are and what we want and what we need so that we're not making those mistakes going forward. And we're not putting ourselves in situations that are more toxic than good. And also in situations we're just not prepared for. Okay, so understanding yourself and understanding what you bring, understanding who you are helps everybody, everybody to understand the significance in the part that they play in the commitments and the connections that they allow themselves to join. Okay, currently, if you're in a space where you are contemplating your worth and your value, it's something that you're needing to know regarding understanding that you're worthy of what you think you deserve, but you're going to have to continue to do the work within yourself. Don't stop because you get in a partnership. Don't just allow yourself to be on the back burner because you're now in a relationship. Please don't do that to yourself. Allow yourself to understand that you're safe to love. It is safe for you to be loved. It is safe for you to be adored. It is safe for you to be protected. And it's also safe for you to do that for others. But only if you first understand what it means and what it looks like and the part that you play. Understanding yourself will help you to prevent yourself from going into doors and spaces that really are not healthy for you. And that will give you a bit of the peace that you may be looking for. Understanding that going into a relationship requires you to remove your ego. You can't go in it like you deserve to be worshipped with this entitlement that you can't even provide. Relationships are a mutuality. They, it's a reciprocation. It's something that requires everyone involved to pour in and pour out. So going into a situation feeling like you should be worshipped and you don't really have to lift a finger and do much 
or you feel like if I give you a little bit, you should be satisfied with that and thinking that that's going to sustain a relationship. It won't. It won't. No matter what the circumstances are, it won't. And so it's understanding the part that you've played in those type of scenarios, but also understanding that accountability should be at the forefront. Period. And getting out of your I getting out of your head when it comes to doubt of recovering from that type of way of being and or being treated. Allowing yourself to not be as impatient with the process and allowing yourself to tap into the true wealth and abundance that has your name on it. Once you are in that vibration to receive it, because you have to be able to give what it is you're desiring to receive for you to really reach an abundance level. How do you see yourself? How do others see you? How do you show up as yourself? How creative are you when it comes to establishing certain relationships and really keeping those relationships afloat? How nurturing and protective are you? How emotionally available are you? Are you a runner? Are you someone who likes the chase game? You like to be chased, but once you are caught, you run. Is this a cat and mouse game? Is this what are you doing? Do you manipulate people's emotions so that you can get some type of desire out of that? What is it that you do or what is it that you have done that has allowed you to feel as though that was the way to go forward in connections? That's stemming from a sense of insecurity. That's stemming from a sense of inadequacy. That's stemming from this space where you feel like that's all you deserve and that's all you've gotten. So you're giving other people what you've gotten, but that's manipulation. That's a very detached type of attachment and it's not healthy at all. So it's about tapping into the inner desires and understanding who you are, understanding what you need. Also unlocking those past vaults that you have allowed yourself to suppress for so long and really allowing yourself to be disciplined in the process of releasing, of purging, of healing, of recovering, going back, understanding how certain things you'd said, certain things you've done, certain behaviors you'd contribute to have added to the space that you are in. It's not always the other people. It is sometimes you. But also understanding that once you do that, once you get there, once you get to that space where you're able to review those things and you're able to unpack those things, that you will have a great reward in that. Even if there were legalities that were attached to that type of situation, even if there has to be an ending to a relationship for you in order for you to get that healing and recovery, even if that means someone walking away from you, even if it means that you missed out on opportunities because of it, you'll become a better person once you acknowledge the why behind them, behind the decisions that were made. You'll understand it better and you'll be able to respect the decision that someone else had to make for themselves. So looking at this, understanding this, processing this, it may not be easy, but it is something that is required. It may be something that you've done to others, something that people have done to you. But regardless, it's a cycle that you have to identify so that you can end it. Otherwise, you'll still be in this space, not able to speak clearly, not able to stand up for yourself, not able to really say what you want and desire in a partnership and not able to really provide it.
won't have a bit of fire in you. No type of uh, stimulating effect. Just dry, boring, quiet, isolated until you want something, isolated until you need something, using people for their energy. That's an energy vampire. And it's toxic. Even if deep inside you're filled with so much love that you want to give and you are wanting that type of stability and desiring that type of stability, you'll never have it because of the energy you're exuding, because of the space that you're trying to operate from. So this is forcing you to go within, looking within yourself, seeing what it is that you don't want to see, shedding the parts of you that should go and evolving from the parts that you want to be emotionally fulfilled in first inside of you. Then you can bring that to the table when it comes to a relationship. And that brings me to what emotional intelligence is. A lot of times people think emotional intelligence requires a lot of crying. And that's so immature, right? Emotional intelligence is the ability to deal with other people's emotions, but most importantly, your own very, very well. This is by understanding how you feel, understanding that I know why I feel this way. I understand what I am feeling. I understand what my triggers are. I understand why someone, you know, why I feel afflicted by this. But I also understand why someone else feels this way. I also understand why someone else is reacting this way. It's being able to understand the emotions of others without feeling like your pride is being shot down. That's emotional intelligence. Not everyone has it, but it's a skill that is absolutely needed for a flourishing relationship. Because otherwise you'll be arguing with yourself all day. You'll be arguing with the person all day. You'll have a lot of chaos and miscommunication because you just don't understand the filter in which someone is operating emotionally. Now, there are about five main elements of emotional intelligence. Even though in psychology, there are two different types of intelligence when we're looking at the Cattell Horns way. So there's so many different levels to intelligence. There are so many different levels. You know, you got the two types Based on the Cattell horns, you got the gardeners, nine types of intelligence. There's just a lot. Um, there's just a lot of different forms. But right now, we're not going to get into all of those other forms of intelligence. We're going to speak about the emotional intelligence. And this is something that you see a lot of people lack in life in general, especially when it comes to social media. There are not a lot of emotionally intelligent people on the Internet. And I'm just going to tell you the truth, because you can tell in their comments, you can tell in what they post, you can tell in how they're just not emotionally equipped. In a space that they think they they're in. And so when you understand that that alone is a form of emotional intelligence, you understand that I don't need to stoop to your level or even match your energy because emotionally we're not even on the same accord. And everything is an emotion. Everything. So even though people warrant emotions to a cancer with crying. That also shows a form of lack in emotional intelligence, because emotions are not just in a tear. Emotions are in everything. What is emotion? Energy in motion. 
So it is in everything. So when we speak about the five components of being emotionally intelligent, it means one being self-aware. Two, being self-regulated. What does that mean? It means I'm able to control myself, my urges, my desires, right? Motivation is a component of emotional intelligence, empathy, and social skills. Social skills, social skills, social skills. A big one that people lack. So let's talk about a little more about the basic psychology wise of what emotional intelligence is. So emotional intelligence refers to the ability to identify and manage your emotion as well as the emotions of others. It does not mean emotionally manipulating someone. It means that I am not triggered by your emotional outburst because I understand that that's your emotion, not mine. I understand that it is your feeling and not mine. I don't have to take it on as mine. And that emotion can range from anything from anger to excitement to fear to projections people put on you out of what they think they can't do or what you can't do, etc. It's understanding that a person's perspective is their own. A person's idea of success is their own. A person's idea of a relationship is their own. I define what that means for me and being okay with that. Emotional intelligence is also generally said to include at least three skills and the three skills are the emotional awareness, the ability to identify and name one's own emotions, the ability to harness those emotions and apply them to tasks like thinking, problem solving, and the ability to manage emotions, which includes both regulating our own when necessary and helping others do the same, not forcing others to do the same, not um, manipulating them into doing what we want them to do, not giving ultimatums for them to do it, not pressuring them to do it. It's assisting in the navigation of someone else's emotions. That's it. Okay. That's not easy. And people struggle with that. Big, 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 big time. Like big time. People think that by forcing someone to think a certain way, act a certain way, be a certain way is emotionally intelligent. And it is the opposite. It is destructive. It is toxic. It is manipulation. And it is a problem. Okay. Now, when you ask about, is there a test? Like, can I take a test to see how emotionally intelligent I am? There is no validated, you know, psychometric test or scale for the emotional intelligence as there is for general intelligence. Right. And many people can argue that emotional intelligence is therefore not an actual construct, but If you are describing interpersonal skills that go by other names, right, then it is. Emotional intelligence is a real thing that plays out in our everyday life. And even though there's no scale that will tell you how emotionally intelligent you are, 
by studying yourself and others and learning yourself and how you react and how you process, you'll understand how emotionally intelligent you are by the more depths of research and study you do of yourself. So it is something that helps in your relationships significantly because, again, energy is an, an emotion, right? Energy and emotion is what emotions are. And so you embody that. Your reactions are an emotion. Your feelings are an emotion. Your thoughts formed from emotions. All of it works together. So when you think about emotional intelligence, emotional quotient or the EQ, as sometimes people call it, it's widely among, again, the general public. You know, some employers even incorporate emotional intelligence tests into their application or interview processes on the theory that someone in high emotional with high emotional intelligence would make a better leader or coworker. And that is something I highly agree with because there are a lot of people in positions that shouldn't be because they lack social skills. They don't have soft skills. They don't know how to talk to people emotionally. They are not equipped with empathy or compassion and they're not good leaders. Some people deserve to be working in spaces where they don't interact with people at all. Some people only need to be in the public working with people because that is their personality. It matches, it helps, it uplifts, it brings a light. It is very encouraging. It's very empathetic and understanding, but they have a strong leadership style that allows the growth that's needed for the department or the company. I have never worked with so many emotionally intelligent, deficient individuals in my entire career in corporate America as I have in the last five years. And I've been in corporate America since I was 17. There are a lot of emotionally I can't even just. okay. so there's a lot of people who just don't need to be working or leading anybody because they're not a leader. They just have a title. And your title doesn't make you a leader. It makes you. A title holder. So emotional intelligence is something that is very, 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 very important, especially when you are dealing with other human beings. But the lack of emotional intelligence can also be self-destructive for yourself. Okay. And, you know, some people would say that certain studies um, found a link between emotional intelligence and job performance. Others show that there is no correlation and you can't really scientifically create a valid scale because of there not being an actual scientific approved test, but you can't, you can be a, you can find a significant difference in people who lack emotional intelligence by certain questions and certain performance duties 
that require a sense of emotional intelligence, if that makes sense. So there's emotional intelligence in everything, how you handle a disagreement, how you deal with other people's opinions being different from yours, how you express yourself when it comes to high intense debates, what you say when you are emotionally out of whack, how you come across, you know, all of those things are very distinctive in understanding an individual. Now, based on Robert Sternberg's triarctic theory. Now, again, I study I, psychology is my thing as well. Psychology, sociology, um, astrology, the G's, right? Those things I've studied years and years in school, went to school for it. These are things that I, I really um, utilize in life because I understand the value of these things because you understand that when you're dealing with human beings, very little is about you, it's about them and the lack of inner knowing that they have. But according to Robert Sternberg's triarchic theory, intelligence descri describes three distinct types of intelligence that a person possesses. And that is practical intelligence, creative intelligence, and analytical intelligence. And all of those pour into, in addition to emotional intelligence. That's why when you're growing up, I don't know where you're from, but when I was growing up, you heard a lot of people having book smarts, but no common sense. People having, you know, common sense, but are not book smart at all or street smart. You know, they don't have financial literacy. They don't understand how life works. They only know what they've read in a book. Those are, in other words, forms of intelligence that they lack. When a person says they don't have book smarts, it means that they're not educated or they're not intellectual individuals. And you can be so book smart, meaning you can have all the study in the books that doesn't make you an intellectual. And it also doesn't make you intelligent as when it comes to life. So. There are so many different types of intelligence that plays into an individual makeup that also affects relationships. Because if you're in a relationship with someone and you only know book smarts and you're only speaking what you've read in a book, but you have no life experience to solidify what you what life experience can prove the book to be wrong in then there will always be a battle because someone is coming from real life experiences based, you know, on reality, what they've experienced, seen and know. And you're coming from a book that has been written by someone who never experienced the things that this person has seen, knows and has experienced themselves. That is a conflict because now I'm arguing with someone about a book and you're trying to argue with me about life. That's a disconnect. The same when it comes to a person who may have all the common sense and they may not be a book smart, meaning they only know based on their experiences, what they see, what they know and what they have encountered in life. But when it comes to statistically proving these things are creating a argument based on literacy that has been created to support 
this that you have experienced, it can be a big disconnect. Now, I'd rather speak with someone who has common sense, someone who is really, really understands the depths of a circumstance because of experience than someone who can quote me a book. Because if you're just quoting me a book, to me, you are not equipped to tell me how my experience has shaped my life. You have to be able to empathize with the experience in the flesh. And that's why I always tell people that it's very important. You know, there's a reason why people take people back to where they're from. If we're dating and I take you back to the neighborhood I'm from and I review, you know, the spaces that I used to frequent, then it gives you a better understanding of who you're dealing with at the core, what I've had to fight through, what I've had to experience in life, what type of upbringing I had. Even if I don't physically take you to those places, let's have these conversations so you understand where my mind is coming from and why I think the way I do, why I have, you know, chasing the things that I've chased or experienced the things that I've experienced based on what I've experienced before you that is a form of emotional intelligence as well and that is also a form of intellectual you know capabilities where you're able to merge the two now according to Cattell Horn's two types of intelligence in psychology his two types are identified by American psychologists right Raymond Cattell and John Horn and that's fluid intelligence and crystallized intelligence now their theory holds that individuals overall intelligence is a result of different skills and ability of mixing and interacting together which is exactly what I just explained to you guys based on the emotional and ability to mix in my book smarts with my experience in life. That is a person who is very, um, that is a person who is able to mix both fluid and crystallized intelligence. Now, what is fluid intelligence? Fluid intelligence is, is described as the ability to generally think abstractly. You're able to remove your emotion from the experience and speak about what you know factually with reason and you can identify patterns, solve problems, discern relationships. It's something that depends mainly on a person's ability and not something that can be attained, obtained or acquired through education, training or even experience and exposure to various environments, right? It's not about me proving to you what I know based on what I've learned. It's about me being able to just relate to your circumstance, even if it's something I myself have not experienced. And that is a very necessary, necessary thing in a relationship or in life in general, because this type of intelligence is used when you are solving puzzles, you're answering riddles, you're coming up with strategies to solve a problem. If you're someone who has street smarts, um, that's one, one way of saying you have a high fluid intelligence. You've seen the depths of a lot of experiences and you haven't experienced everything in these type of streets, but you've been in the midst of it enough to understand the dynamics. And so you can speak on it in a way that is analytical and it's also detached emotionally all the while adding a bit of emotional intelligence into it because you are in some way connected to it. If that makes sense to you, you're able to navigate it. 
You use your sense of direction, even in a city you've never been to. You've only visited once before. You're able to navigate through any type of neighborhood um, because of these type of skills that you've created or had to be had to create from these type of lives. Right now, crystallized intelligence is the opposite of fluid. It is in the sense that it's about having knowledge and skills that you went to school for. I went to school and studied psychology so I can quote you psychology quotes, but I've also lived life in a way that has made me see things from multiple different aspects so psychology is in a way embedded in me because I've had to abstractly understand what is happening in the areas that I was inadvertently and directly affected by so I have high fluid intelligence but I also have crystallized intelligence because not only did my experiences shape how I think feel see I was able to relate to a multitude of different people from different cultures and different backgrounds because not only did I study these things but I know and study the people so experience matched with real study and books right that's what crystallized intelligence is crystallized is not fluid crystallized is solely learning through experiences through what I've read what I've studied. But those two working together enhance a person's emotional intelligence. It hands a person's ability to really, really navigate through the depths of any situation because there's an overall well wellness balance there. It's a I'm not just quoting you what I know from my experience I'm not just able to understand you because I naturally empathize with you because I've had such diverse experiences but I've also I'm also able to provide you resources and assist you in the navigation of really resolving the problem because I've studied this and studying official studying doesn't mean that you have to go to college for it educating yourself goes beyond a college it is something that you study by literally dedicating yourself to research really dedicating yourself to um attain information on that is a well-studied individual because even college doesn't teach you everything you should know even college does not teach you everything that's going to help you to advance in the things that you want to be knowledgeable about. So it does take a degree of self-education to be able to really master the different aspects of yourself and others. And all of this conjoined together creates a form of emotional intelligence and an overall intelligent individual. So an example of the crystallized intelligence would be someone going to school every single year. You know, if you go to school every single year, you're studying, 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 and your vocabulary kind of it naturally enhances because you're learning new words, you're learning new terms, you're doing all of this, you know, studying and taking math exams would be another example. At first, you're learning 
arithmetic and then algebra and then mathematical theories. And then you're going into trigonometry and calculus and all of these different things. Naturally, the more you elevate on those levels, the more you attain, the more you learn, the more you evolve. But again, that's study. That's not because you've actually used any of these things in real life. It's not because you've actually seen how it works in real life. This is something you have studied. And then you have gardeners, nine types of intelligence. Okay, this is the logical mathematical intelligence, right? Um, Usually this is a person who is highly intelligent when it comes to math. You have the linguistic intelligence. This is referring to a person to a person, the ability to use language in a very effective way to be able to speak and use words effectively so that. A lot of times people think if you you have the high, you know, (laughs) you're very highly knowledgeable of different words that linguistically you are able to maneuver between languages very easily. You use the right words to express what you mean, the right based on whatever someone is deeming the proper language. Okay. You also have these type of people are, they can dialect, their dialects are easily interchangeable. They can study other languages and pick up the dialect very easy. I am a person who has an easily transfusable dialect, right? I can go and talk Spanish. I can speak Swahili. I can speak a Yoruba language that is the dialect of those particular native tongues very easily, but not because I'm, I'm just really fluent in those languages, but because it is very, because I've studied a bit of them, but it's just a natural ability to adapt the tongue of the language, if that makes sense. Right. But there are just a lot of other ones. I'm going to create another episode for you guys to speak on those. But the main importance of this particular, the main ability to speak about this is to assist you in understanding your level of emotional intelligence and the necessary um positions you must be in to grasp it because it's needed, especially in your relationships. A lot of people with low emotional intelligence are really, really, really miserable in relationships and their partners are as well because the communication doesn't work. Everything is highly emotional. There is a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of instability. And because there is no understanding of the partnerships, that's what causes a lot of the confusion. That's what causes a lot of the frustration. And it just really doesn't pan out the best way. Right. So when you understand that and you can process your emotions in a way that's effective and becoming a scholar of yourself, you're able to share that with others in a way that is better for all 
and it makes a better environment for everyone involved. Okay, so with all that being said, I'm going to leave this episode here because we listen, y'all. I love psychology and I will dive into this thing and I will give you all the notes that I've taken and I it will just be way too long and too much. I will record another episode that focuses on certain aspects of intelligence. But most importantly, I wanted to speak about emotional intelligence. I wanted to speak about um, fluid intelligence and crystallized intelligence. So you understand how they affect you interpersonally and affect your relationships in general, because I'm speaking about relationships, right? I'm trying to help us be better in our commitments. I will also do another episode about wellness in relationships, health in the relationship, um, sex, Understanding the autonomy, understanding the anonymy, understanding the way the body works. So we're going to speak about a lot of these things. I have a lot of these episodes coming out to you guys. I'm very excited about it. I am very, really, really, really excited about adding this series for you guys because I've gotten all of these questions and it's just a good way for you guys to in, in addition to the astrological overviews and in addition to talking about the solar system and um, the world as above as low as below, we are also cultivating relationships. And I have a lot of information to share based on what I experience, what I do, how I study what I've learned, who I interact with, just a lot of different knowledge based on life, but also because of my studies, you know, it, it, it benefits to share what you know, um, so that people can assist themselves in navigating through the tried and true. Okay. So this has been your daily dose of energy where we're speaking about emotional intelligence. I hope that it assists you in gaining a bit of understanding in who you are, where you are, how you process your feelings and emotions and how you communicate them. We will have many episodes coming up that are going to assist you more in the navigating through these things and also keep you accountable for your interpersonal relationship with yourself. Because when you're whole, Everything you're connected to is whole. When you're not, everything is just a bunch of pieces that you're trying to piece together. Okay? So I love you guys. Thank you so much for all of your love, your support. Thank you for allowing me to be used as a vessel in your life. I hope that you all are being gentle with yourself, gentle with others, and you're allowing space for growth. Okay? Until our next daily dose of energy. I love your freaking souls. Bye.